Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present our spectacular show, a podcast magic and imagination full of Disney wonder, news, and pop culture. It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast with Jim Novotny and David Dollar. Hey, Jen. Hey, Dave. It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast. Ooh, 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 ooh. Episode number three. Yes, we made it. number three. Three weeks three. in. Three weeks in. Yes, people are still <laughs> hearing us and are still asking about the show, so we are three weeks in. How you doing? Um, you know what? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. It's a, it's a, it's a crazy world out there. It really, really is. It's a little is. bit of a crazy world right now. It, yeah, there's a lot really going is. on. Yeah, don't watch the news. Don't watch the news. It'll make you sad. It will make and, you sad. And this is a happy podcast. So That's right. So, so we... Yeah, we're going to keep it happy. So for the next, I don't know, 45 minutes to three hours, however long we talk, uh, you know, turn the news off. Just listen to our show yeah, and, our, exactly. and the, the, the dulce and sultry tones of Javen Din. Uh, Javen Din. <laughs> Javen Din. Um, <laughs> David Jin, as we talk to you about Disney. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Javen Din. Oh, that's a, that's a fantastic name, Jamie. That's Din. fantastic! Oh my it. gosh, I love it. So, start of every show, Jen. How did you Disney this week? Wow. So, I actually Disneyed last night. I put it up on my Insta story um, for my birthday, which my birthday was like over a week ago. Brady ordered right. my birthday present two weeks before my birthday. It just arrived, of but course. you know that's okay. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And I got a haunted mansion magic band and brand new mini ears. They're adorable. I so, saw the haunted. I saw the. I saw your pictures and everything, and you're all like smiley with the mini ear, little hat flopping, little, and like little hat flopping. So, <laughs> I just need by being happy with my new birthday present. So, how many? Do, how many Mickey ears do you have, or, or like ears, oh. sets of ears do you have? I mean, I know I have at least fifteen. Wow. I think it's somewhere. I should count them, but I think it's between fifteen and twenty. What's your favorite? What's uh, which one do you look Ooh. at? And you're like, if I had to pick one to take with me, I can only take one. I'm taking this one. Um, probably my figment ears because mm-hmm. I have fig- figgy right on it. Right. Um, but followed very closely by I have Epcot ears that have like, you know, that they look like spaceship earth. Right. Oh, and then cool. the bow is like old school Epcot, you know, like the old colors, yeah. Yeah. you know, like with the pink and the purple mm-hmm. and yeah. So, so do the ears have like the little magic wand on the side there that we had from Epcot several years ago? <laughs> from the 2000? <laughs> no, they don't have the 2000. I, I want some birthday cake Mickey ears like with the birthday cake castle with a big 25 oh, in the middle gosh. and the candles all sticking out and everything like that. That would be um, hardcore. Although, honestly, if you're going to be true Disney, you need to make a Cinderella castle Mickey ear with a crane on the side and like going all across that the top. That would really, yeah. That would. And maybe one ear had like a scrim in the front covered it, covering it. <laughs> You could barely see yes. through it. What you see through is like an empty shell. <laughs> yeah, that's that would be like the most accurate. That would be like perfect. Of year. That would be. I perfect. don't know about you, but I'm kind of hoping that now that things can open back up outside, I'm hoping they're taking care of a lot of business. I, I do too, because world. now that things are oh, you're right, things are opening up. I've seen pictures that Tomorrowland, um, they're just working on Tron again, beginning at going. Good. I'm working on. They're working on Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, you know, we're gonna find out probably really soon some official words on what actually is being done, what's not being done. I'm hearing. Yeah. Spaceship Earth, which I predicted would, would remain open. That'd be a project they're not going to do, but I'm, I'm hearing it's going to go under repo. Well, it's they're already listed it. as being, so, yeah, I've heard it's, I, I've heard the same. So, although honestly, I think I would rather it just stay open and then wait for a couple of years when they had the money to do it like they wanted to do it versus I'm afraid they're going to make a lot of cuts to it. Like they're going to do it only 
63% of what they were going to do originally. I don't know. They could be going yeah, full on and whatever, but I would hope that they're going to do that full on because I mean, I think we've all known for a long time. It needs an update. Yes. And plus yes. they don't have the sponsorship from Siemens anymore. Right, so right. it's, you know, yeah. different thing. I, I tend to think that they'll do that one up and there will be other things that don't get done yes, if they're, I, if they're going to cut something. I think there'll be projects that will get cut altogether. Uh, yeah. I think at least, the, at least temporarily. Yeah. At least temporarily it, it, we'll create, because we got the 40th coming up. We got the 50th coming up in 10 years, obviously the 45th coming up mm, in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. I feel like those are things they can open up to. They can say, you know what, for the 45th, we're going to do the Moana thing. I mean, or, Mary Poppins or whatever. They're going to have now yeah. with all the construction that's happening, they're going to have to do something with that area. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Closed off. Definitely. Now, whether or not it's as big. Right. <laughs> no. Right. Right. Of course. Of course. <laughs> you know, so I Disney this week um, with a little bit of small world because mm. and this is really my kid Disney or anything, anything else, but we discovered that he can play a little tune. We were in piano. And, uh, and and my kid, my eight-year-old child, we went to piano, and he ran in the door the other day, and he ran to a piano, and into piano lessons, mm -hmm. and he pulled the cover open, and the first thing he played was ding, 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 ding. Can't get those last notes. But just watching him play oh. Small World, he is now obsessed with Small World. He walks around the house. It's a small world. And I, and I think I've said that last week, but he walks around the house singing Small World. He now plays it on piano. Plays it first like a line or two on piano. And it's the most adorable, wonderful that thing. He so loves cute. music. He loves to sing. Oh. Um, he sings all the flipping time. Sometimes you can't understand what he's singing, but he's singing it. But him playing Small World, and I wish I had the audio of it. I, I asked because um, – mm -hmm. Because my wife uh, had taken him somewhere where there was a piano, and she, mm -hmm. uh, he went with her on an errand, and she went somewhere where there was a piano, and he played it, uh, and he played the the small world, and I'm like, did you did you video that? No, <laughs> just, what? No, why not? Uh, but it's the cutest thing. If I can get audio, then I'll have to play that. But yeah, you have to. That was my Disney of the week. That was the best Disney the entire week. I was just so watching now, him do that. So, so now you're you're gonna have to start loving Small World. I don't again. hate Small World. I don't. I like Small World. It's when we're on the Imagineers, we're doing our top 100. It's like in my top 45, and so it's not the worst mm. thing in the world. I like it better than the Space Mountain. It uh, doesn't make me feel nearly as old and decrepit as Space Mountain does. <laughs> To be honest with you, <laughs> when I go small world, I'm not like. It was oh, a bad my, time to take a drink of my coffee. My back hurts, uh, you know. So. <laughs> <It's> true, <though. laughs> so, so let's get to some Disney news okay, right about well, now. We have some news. I mean, oh my goodness! It's all the news that's fit to print with David Ola and Jen Vatney. That our, our theme, real quick, our, our theme was done by my good friend Timothy Dumay of storyize.co, S-T-O-R-Y-I-Z-E dot C-O. He runs a production company with he and a friend of his where mm -hmm. they do productions for churches, for large events, video production, audio production. Great guy, great family. Uh, I trust him with the world, and he loves to, to come up with stuff like this. He'll call me up and be like, hey, you need a jingle? And it's his creative process. He loves being creative with things. And yeah. he kind of sits in there, and he's like, I'm going to put some stuff together for you and send it to you. And so that was our news jingle done by Tim. And hey, we are Tim. putting up a... On our website, um, themsepodcast.com, we're going to have kind of a recommendation page. Jen and I mm -hmm. will both have a section on that page where it's two or three places. We do recommend you, you know, two or three businesses, two or three yeah. friends, whatever. We recommend you go visit, and that will be up there as well. So you can go visit him on storyize.co. But we have a lot of news to get to. Jen, what, let's talk about some news. Let's talk about some news. So, like, the big thing that happened since our last recording, because we recorded last, last was it Tuesday? Tuesday or Monday, Wednesday, and Tuesday, I knew this would something. happen. I knew we it did. would happen. We even yeah. said, we yeah. even said, okay, so 
by the time you listen to this, and I yep. do think like the day the episode released yep. was the day we got this to This is like, hey, we're opening. And, like, I actually and we're all about, like, oh my gosh. I thought about calling him like, do we want to re-record that section? Yep. But I was like, we just, yeah, just yeah, we'll just leave it. <laughs> but um, yeah, Disney's reopening. Like literally. So the official open date for the DVC resorts. So not all resorts. DVC is opening their resorts June 22nd. Right. Parks are not going to be open at that point. Um, Fort is also going to be open, and I need to double check the date for Fort. But I thought it was like the twenty second of it, June. Well, twenty second is DVC, and it might be the same okay. for Fort. Okay. Um, Fort Wilderness Campgrounds and Resorts. Yeah. Fort, correct. Yep. So those are going to both be open, um, and then parks on the on Ju- July eleventh will be Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Epcot and Hollywood Studios are July 15th. You notice the placement of those? Epcot and Hollywood Studios being right there together, opening on the same day. Yeah, which makes Magic sense. Magic way up here, Animal Kingdom way down there, opening down up. There. They're, they're social distanced. They're social distanced. They're, Whereas they're Hollywood and Epcot distanced. aren't really. They're kind of Not right so there much. together. Um, a lot of a lot of things that are going to be changing, and this is all public information. But yep. if you do not have a reservation, you may you may not know, if, especially right. if you don't follow news. Right. So one of the things we're going to be talking about, or everyone is talking about is that now for the moment anyway park reservations are required and that doesn't um, mean okay i have a reservation to go to disney world that means your vacation is monday through mm-hmm. friday that means monday you have to have a reservation to go to magic kingdom mm-hmm. Tuesday, if you want to go to animal kingdom it's a re- make a reservation mm-hmm. wednesday whatever mm-hmm. or magic kingdom five days in a row but you Correct. have to have a reservation to go to you that park to on that day Yes. Which is totally different than anything we've ever done. Completely different. There's going to be a brand new system and it is not something you can do yet. Right. You, you can't yep. do it yet. It's yep. still being rolled out. More information to come on that. Um, we also know at this point that anybody who has dining reservations between now and the end of the year, those dining reservations have been canceled. Yes. And that's just because, you know, state and federal guidelines, we don't know what all can be open, you know, like, right. so they are just taking precautions mm-hmm. and, all of those are going to be canceled at a later date once you have a park reservation based on availability. Right. Um, there's going to be a new system for making those dining reservations, but it's only going to be 60 days prior to travel as opposed to the 180. I'm kind of excited had. about that, by the way. I, I kind of like that. I'm extremely excited about that. <laughs> it's the way it works. No, we, don't what? ask us about fast passes. We don't know what happens with that. No, I have no idea about fast passes. But Nobody way, does. For, for, for fast passes, oh, not fast passes, for dining, like, um, I feel like we can make planning on one day because fast passes were 60 days and dining was yeah. 180. But now let's right. just say on Tuesday, August the 14th for a vacation happening in October, 5 a.m. I can do dining, 6 a.m. do fast passes. Yes, it's a lot of work in one day, but your trip right. is planned in like a three-hour block. Yeah. So exciting. <laughs> um, but, but now, of course, right now, fast passes are not a thing with social distancing and we don't know when they're coming right. back. Yeah. You know, we don't know what's yeah. – we, we just – we don't know. Right. We don't know if there's like a, something new coming up, you know, are they going to go with more of this? There's rumors everywhere. If you read any of the Disney blogs, you've probably read all sorts of rumors. Right. We don't know which are true. We don't know right. if any of them are true. Some might be. Right. Some might not be. That's why it's, it's, it's not safe to take the word of inside today, WDW magic, you know, dot org, dot cov. Go, dot whatever 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 sometimes it might be right unless sometimes. it's waltdisneyworld.com it's correct. not official correct you know, no matter because who things, knows who and you know because things have already changed like yeah. what we started hearing thursday night mm-hmm. you know we were following it and it was different even yep. until you know friday afternoon so yeah yeah so and it's, you, it's 
Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it really is. And it's a system. I think they're putting the system in place for long-term use. This is not something they're doing for the next three or four months. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that system will evolve over time. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think fast passes will come back in some I do form. Too. In some form. Um, and this is only rumor. I've never heard anybody official Disney from a Disney say this to my face or heard this, whatever, but just rumor. But I suspect that they've been trying to retool the, the fast pass plus system for a while if you remember when I think it so too. 2014 it was like a four billion dollar mm-hmm. process and it wasn't mm-hmm. successful for the first year it mm-hmm. didn't work it was a it was mm-hmm. a i mean people lost their jobs because it was just so mm-hmm. bungled and it was, yeah. you know most disney, some disney fans may not even know that but when it first rolled out in 2013 fast pass plus it was just a disaster yeah for everybody and, i remember you know it took yeah it took three or four years for it to finally get get to the point where it's and it yeah. still doesn't work half the time because well i say half the time it's it been much it's time, been much better over the past year maybe travel agents have this joke about tuesdays because it feels like tuesdays is the day that nothing works and repeatedly i've gone in on fast passes and you know you should be able to make fast passes for the week Mm -hmm. and then suddenly nothing's there uh, or the dates aren't available you got to call in by the time you call in flight passage is gone right except north mine train is gone because other people have been able to get through and then you look like a terrible agent because you you know it's not your fault but it's not your fault like and it's there's no rhyme or reason it has nothing to do with your system or what you've done it's just you know and they were fixing a lot of that but now you know like but this said, is the time to redo know. it. If you're going to redo it, this is the time to revamp. And, and, and as we said before, with Disney opening a, a month later, I think, um, and I think you agree with me here, this is their chance to look at Universal mm-hmm. and look at Legoland and SeaWorld to say, okay, what worked? What didn't right. work with those guys? Because when we strategic. open, we're done. We're open. We're not closing again. We're Absolutely. unless something catastrophic happens, right? Um, which we're hoping. Pray, you know, hurricane well, season is coming. Doesn't. So why not? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, <laughs> although I will say, with hurricanes, they they are pros of that. Yeah. I mean, that's it's not their first rodeo. Right. In fact, um, you know, Agent Agent Aurora mm-hmm. has so many times been down there during, you know, right. actual hurricane season. Right. So, you know, yeah. and and she, and she loves it. So, so what would you say, Jen, to somebody who wanted to go to Disney World maybe in the fall? They were looking mm-hmm. to go to October, November. Obviously, right now, we can't book anything because the entire right. system is locked yeah, out. We can't do anything. Mm-hmm. But once it opens back up, what would you say to somebody who wants a Disney vacation, maybe a first or second time park goer, mm-hmm. wants to go in the fall? Would you tell them to, sure, let's go ahead and go? Or would you say, eh, you might want to wait? Or you know, what can they even expect? So I think right now, it's so fluid. We don't exactly know what to expect. We know from things like um from hurricanes Mm -hmm. they always do their best to make magic for guests we can only speculate at this point what that's going to be but i know in the past aurora has talked about hey they brought these characters into the you know Mm -hmm. into the lobby um they brought you know x y and z they made sure that you know box food was out or or whatever do i think it's going to be the same experience as what it has been no do i think it can still be magical absolutely um i think and of course, as federal and state restrictions lift, we're going to see more and more flexibility. Right. You know, if you are someone who's saying like, hey, I absolutely don't want to wear a mask, we'll have to wait and see what that looks like. Yeah. Right now, masks are going to be a thing, yep. you know, but masks are going to be a thing kind of everywhere right. <laughs> for the moment. It's, <laughs> right. not, it's not like it's just Disney. <laughs> um, so, you know, but I do think it can be a magical time. And if you're somebody who goes more than once, I think this is a very unique opportunity because crowds are going to be way thinner than what yes. they've been. Yes, it's their limited capacity. And what you said about dining is true as well. And of course, um, and I, I don't think you touched on this, but they're taking all the dining plans off too. So it's For not as if, okay, well, I have a dining plan. Mm-hmm. All my dining's gone. I got to refill it. And they're nope. doing that because 
you know, let's just say you have a regular or a deluxe dining plan and you were there for six nights. That means you've got a lot of dining to fill. Mm -hmm. You may not have enough restaurants to fill it. You may not have enough chances to fill that. And so they don't want to sell you this expensive dining plan for your family of four when you're eating at Liberty Tree Tavern four nights in a row because that's right. all you could get. Because that's all you could get. And so, and but quick service will no, be open. There won't be places to nothing eat. Nothing so against don't Liberty Tree Tavern. No, it's quite no. delicious. It's great. But <laughs> Once, I don't want to eat it four nights in a Correct. row. Um, I just, I don't. There's only so many, so much, um, you know, banana bread rum pudding I can have, although it is right. good. Or whatever it's, it's called, really banana good. bread. Well, it's very good. various things. It depends. You know, and so the mask thing, uh, touching on that, you know, it is one of those things I personally hate masks. I have mm-hmm. been very fortunate that we haven't gone anywhere where we've had to wear one. Um, Lucky. Please don't don't email me about how dangerous we are. We're we're very careful, very safe. We keep our distance, that kind of thing. We've been very good about mm-hmm. not putting anybody else in danger. I get that. So anyway, but we're going to Disney in September. If if masks are required in September, mm-hmm. guess what? We're going to wear them because. We're not going to be able to stand at the gate and say, well, I'm not wearing a mask. And Bob Iger is not going to come down and go, you know what? You're right. I don't think you should have to wear a mask. Come on in, man. You changed my – that's not how this works. So no. You can stand there all day long about, like, my constitutional right, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter because Disney – that's their policies. That's their rules. That's their rules if, right if now. They're the only place in the country at that point wearing masks. If you go, you have to wear it. Well, that's yeah, the and rule. It, and just expect that. Current, currently. Yes, Again, currently. we yeah. don't know – what can change, what will change, what, right. whatever. I think at this point, the only thing that we've learned is be ready to roll with it. Yes. Because things yeah. are changing. But, yeah. I, you know, right now we have an opening date, which gives time, you know, cause mm-hmm. with the cast members, you know, they have to have notice to be able to come back. Right. Because um, many of them have been furloughed. And then, you know, they need a couple weeks to get everything up and running. So mm-hmm. I think that this is a good time frame. It's giving us time to prepare. Um, I think it can be a really unique time to go. We have um, a Christmas reservation. And we were talking about it and we said, you know, let's keep it. Because yeah. of any year to go on Christmas Day, this might be the year. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. But (laughs) on the other hand, by November, everything might be back to normal. Everything might, there might be masks. Mm -hmm. Everything might be full capacity. Shanghai, I think when they opened theirs, they were looking at increasing capacity around 5,000 a week. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. If they started that in August, you're talking about adding, I don't know, 40,000 people by November Mm -hmm. to capacity to a park. I mean, you're almost talking full capacity by December. Mm -hmm. So, What's happening right now on June the mm-hmm. 2nd will be different. When we listen to this episode on mm-hmm. June the 11th when the park's open, we'll be like, oh, that's different. Oh, yeah, we talked about that, but oh, that's yep. different too. But Things will change. Different. Things mm-hmm. will change. So. Yeah. And so, July yeah. 11th, not June 11th. Same thing. Um, <laughs> in my mind, it's all the same thing. It just can't come soon enough. <laughs> Correct. I am so with you. Even though I'm not going until September. And, and I want to go too because you're right. This is a very unique opportunity, especially mm-hmm. for us people who've gone a lot. Yeah, this is something exactly. totally different. This is going to be Absolutely. a completely different experience. Completely different. And I, I feel like, on one hand, I think that Disney is saying, presenting, they're being very open and transparent about what they can, yeah. can be. It's mm-hmm. very, they're saying, this is what we're doing. This is what's happening. Yeah. We're not reducing your rate. We're not giving any money back. Nope. If you come, this is what you pay, but this is what you can expect. Yep. On the other hand, you're right. Disney makes it magical. So I don't they think do. you're just going to be able to walk yeah. around and be like, well, I can't meet any characters. I can't have any food, whatever. And Disney's going to be like, eh, whatever. They're going to do stuff for you. They're gonna, I'm, they're and I'm not stuff. saying they're going to give you free nights or free tickets, whatever, but they're going to make it magical because yeah. that's what they do. That's just mm-hmm. how they work. They and find creative ways. They find creative ways. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? Here's the guarantee. If you go, you don't have a good time. Jen will send you $100. <laughs> 
Oh, we, oh we <laughs> that is not a thing. <laughs> oh, you didn't open that email? Oh, yeah, no, darn. no. Yeah, I didn't. sorry. Okay, yeah. Well, wait till Jen signs off on that before you. Hashtag email fake her on news. That. Yeah, fake news. Fake news. <laughs> uh, subject line: Jen uh, at the mse podcast.com or at gmail.com. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about, about Disney. Did you know? Because Disney has yeah. had a long and crazy history of so many things. Walt Disney himself was a yep. quirky guy. The movies are – some of the stories behind the movies are fascinating. Mm -hmm. The people that work there, the parks are fascinating. Uh, Jen, did you know that um, – and we're not going to talk about this in particular, but there is an actual Walt Disney uh, produced video about menstruation. I mean about – I did know that. Yes. It's, it's a did. really strange video. This is like in the 50s or whatever, all about mm – -hmm women's body and how they're changing it's a it's one of the science series and it's just like yeah i don't know that that would work today i just yeah it's yeah but i mean it's it, it's interesting to kind of think and remember that i mean the walt disney company's i mean since 1923 yeah 1923 1923 yeah so you think of all of those different eras that it's gone through and obviously in different eras things were things were different they yes. had different <laughs> so you know like in a lot of ways in a lot of ways yeah. you know in some cases like this was socially acceptable or this was you know yeah. quote unquote normal you know so yeah like a video on menstruation in 50s yeah you know there you go. I think <laughs> it's on YouTube. You guys, can, you guys can, can search it up if you'd like to. We're not going to link to it or anything. It's no, that's, it's uh, kind of weird. It's, but you know, it's kind of weird. But if you want to see that, you just go with the flow and have at it. So um, let's talk a little bit about. <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, we actually each of us picked up uh, a couple of subjects, just yes. random stories from Disney, kind of a Disney that you know behind the scenes, mm -hmm. maybe forgotten mm -hmm. history kind of thing. And uh, why don't you go first? Uh, what What have you got oh, to gosh. tell us about? Okay. Well, I think I'm going to start with Pirates of the Caribbean, and then I'm going to move to the other one that I can talk about literally off the top of my head. I don't okay. have to, like, I don't have to refer to anything at right. all. So Pirates of the Caribbean, classic attraction. Um, and, you know, one of the ones that was, you know, in Disneyland first, they were not even going to build it in Florida because they figured, oh, Florida's so close to the Caribbean. They're literally there. That's not going to be interesting. <laughs> Meanwhile... Whenever the park opened, people were clamoring for Pirates of the Caribbean. Where's Pirates of the Caribbean? Where's mm -hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean? So they eventually had to give in to pressure. <laughs> well, I mean, they're like, oh my gosh. And they needed another Adventureland attraction. Right. Ended up building it. Um, it's fascinating because so much of that ride queue, well, of the ride um, building is outside of like even like – the park area because it goes underground and mm -hmm. it, it yep. you know extends backstage there's a whole different building it's not nearly as long as disneyland but again this was not originally going to be right. part of like anything that was going to be in our magic kingdom it just wasn't so but something to know is that um, mark davis you know famous imagineer you know, one of the originals basically when he came up with this he was a huge chess fan and I've seen it, you know, like notice different chess pieces and there's the two pirates playing chess. But all of the imagery, um, it's fascinating if you know to look for it. So a um, couple of things. There are the two skeletons playing chess. Um, they are literally at an impasse. They are there playing for eternity. It's actually um, a move from a master's tournament that had a no-win outcome. So if you watch, you know, Chess, right. you know, I, I, okay, I'm not gonna lie. I don't. My I've never watched a chess tournament in my life, but I could. I've seen <laughs> yeah. them. I've seen the movies. So right. you know. 
And I saw the SNL skits with Bobby Fischer. Where is he? I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> the SNL cheerleaders. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> they, they picked a no-win Masters tournament. They made sure that those chess pieces were placed in that no-win outcome, which okay. is so mm-hmm. cool. So that's why the two skeletons are playing for eternity. Interesting. Um, also, around where Jack Sparrow is, you can see like different chess pieces like around his um, treasure room. Right. Yeah. And then there's like other banners with chess imagery on it. And I believe his crest um, for the um, Mark Davis's, um, like the coat of arms for his family is also in there. Interesting. Just like a little nod to himself. Interesting. So that's, you know, really cool. Some other fun things about pirates that I love. Um, I listen for it every time. If you go down the right-hand side, which is often the fast pass side, Mm -hmm. depending, okay? So, you know, they kind of split it off. But if you're going down the right-hand side, you can hear pirates digging and you can hear them talking in the back of the tunnel. Okay. Um, Sometimes it's louder than others, but if you're just kind of quiet, you can hear like, and then like you start hearing them talk and say different things. Um, Also, it's one of my favorites. You know how when you're going through the ride... And there's the pirate with his leg dangling over the side. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, there's a hidden Mickey on his ankle, by the way. Oh, I didn't even know about the yes, hidden Mickey. It is hard to see. I've seen it I'm twice. I'm going to have to look for that. It's okay. hard to see. It's, it's in the dust on his ankle. It's kind of okay. carved out around his ankle, but it, it's hard to see. But it's, I'm going to look hard. at that. Yep. Well, you know, the hair is real. That's yeah. real human hair. Yeah, I've heard that. That is, which is kind of weird. Which is why it looks <laughs> so dang realistic <laughs> and is also extremely creepy. Right. Um, so I think, oh, one other thing that I love, and I believe it's still the same in the scene now. This was in the prior redhead scene before they made her the auction master. Right, the auctioneer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the one pirate shoots the gun and you hear it clang. That is when the sign on the opposite side, it actually swings back and forth. So you can look and you There's can see There's so many things I just happen. never have noticed or even looked around. I mean, who, who mm-hmm. thinks, when you hear the gunshot, who thinks to look around and be like, oh, what, what did that affect? <laughs> yeah. And you can see the bullet hole and you're like, oh, okay, there it is. And yeah. I just, I don't know. To me, it's really, really fun. And I, I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's that a little awesome. bit about Pirates of the Caribbean. So my first one is, um, and everything behind... And I say everything. Obviously, if you really go out to the minutiae of it, it'd be like, what about that, that lamppost? Everything behind Disney has a story. Uh, Absolutely. They, and unfortunately, and maybe you've seen this too, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. I feel like the storytelling behind Disney sometimes is not as important as it used to be. Sometimes mm-hmm. I do think that maybe they're putting in rides and things like that without a story yeah. behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, And every resort has a story too. Every resort Absolutely. has a story. And not just like, well, here's how it was built. This guy built mm-hmm. it and we had to get permission from Orlando. But, no, but I mean like an actual historical story that they yeah. quote unquote made up and put behind it. Mm-hmm. Well, the one, the one that I came up here today was uh, Dix, Disney's Dixie Landings Resort. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of older Disney folk will remember that because it opened in February 2nd, 1992. So this is not yeah. like, a, like a 1950s resort. Dixie Landings. It's themed to the antebellum south of steamboat travel, garden parties and mint juleps mm-hmm. on the front porch inspired by Louisiana and nestled amongst the picturesque Saskagoola River, uh, which is, of course, the native term from, from Mississippi. Well, mm-hmm. you can see that over the course of time, how that might not be the most appropriate uh, thing, um, which is funny because I didn't really, when I was preparing for this episode, I didn't really 
think about this and current events until just now. So, uh, so that's actually an entire coincidence. This is not me like, let me tell you what's going on here. Um, so in 2001, and I didn't realize it was this late, they decided, you know what, let's get rid of the Old South thing. Let's get rid of the mm-hmm. whole Dixie thing, just in case. Uh, there was actually on the property, there was a cotton mill that suggested the slavery of the pre-Civil War era, and the Dixie thing wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Looking back with these eyes now, 20 years later, it's like, oh my gosh, that right. was there? Yeah, but you're right. This is this was the time, and maybe 2001 was too late to do this. But they they eventually but did they, 2001, so mm-hmm. they renamed it Port Orleans uh, Riverside. So it's mm-hmm. divided into two distinctly themed parishes: the stately white columned Magnolia Bend, which are the mansions, mm-hmm. kind of like the Old South, and the backwoods cottages of Alligator Bayou, which is yep. themed of Cajun country. So mm-hmm. when it first opened, Port Orleans had a had a newspaper called the Saskagoola Sentinel, and it was basically referring to the Mad Maid River that was outside. Mm-hmm. Um, when they when they opened up a year later, um, when Dixie Lanes opened up. It had a newspaper, the Saskatchewan Times, which was supposedly printed in 1893 and costed five cents, but they gave it to mm-hmm. guests. Well, now you just get a, a generic like sheet of paper that tells you about the resort with the director mm-hmm. of services and resorts and blah, 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 blah. No backstory or no backstory to it whatsoever. Right. Right. So here's the original story. Dixie Landings, and this is the story that Disney will give you about Port Orleans Resort, although I don't know if they'll tell you this story in this manner, but here's, here's how it is. Um, it was founded by Colonel J.C. Peace and his brother Everett. They came up the river to make their home away from the hustle and bustle of the big city, and Everett was the recluse of the family who spent days on end whittling small, whittling small carvings with a remarkable degree of detail. Sitting on a remote island in 1835 in the heart of what would later become Alligator Bayou because he wanted to be a hermit. Legends arose about the old man island and its odd inhabitants. Well, the younger brother, Jonathan, who was an honorary co- colonel like Colonel Sanders of, of particular fried chicken, mm-hmm. uh, which was more outgoing. He constructed a stately home known as the Acadian House, which we know that's there today. Mm-hmm. Neighbors would pay visits on one another regularly. The cotton trade brought numerous guests and steamboats along the vital Saskagoula, uh, accounting for a steady stream of visitors from across the country. And before long, the community of southern mansions arose in this tranquil part of Saskagoula. Over the years, Jonathan heard tall tales of the mysterious old man living on Old Man Island, but thought, ah, it's just a legend. But one day, his granddaughter came running at him with a beautifully carved wooden bird in her hand. She told stories of the funny old man who gave it to her. Turning over the rustic treasure, he barely could make out the tiny letters carved into the base, Everett Peace, 1857. So the colonel made his way out to the island, loudly shouting his brother's name. The two found each other, hugged warmly, and despite Jonathan's offer to come live with him, Everett had no desire to leave his little island. Jonathan visited his brother many times to reminisce until their deaths, thus giving us Dixie Landings and later Port Orleans Riverside. So there's your quaint little story that you probably won't hear on Disney anymore because I don't know that anybody at Disney wants to to even utter the words Old South, Cotton Mill, or Dixie at any point in time. Yeah. 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 Well, probably, but, but, but that's your story. So yeah. what's, what you got next? So what I have next is actually all about Liberty Square. And I have always been like a history fan. I love history. So walking through Liberty Square for me, before I knew the story behind it and how it's all connected, I was just right. like, oh, this is nice. It looks like colonial America. Okay, cool. Which is um, what most people do in most of the lands at Disney World without really paying true. attention to detail. No. Right. If, but if you know where to look, mm-hmm. I think Liberty Square is one of the most fascinating lands. Interesting. Okay. Because there are so many nods to American history that you might not know of otherwise. And I, don't, I literally don't need to refer to any books, to anything for this. 
Um, because I know it so well. So the first thing, when you walk into Liberty Square, one of the pieces, like the center pieces, um, is that tree. Very large, huge mm-hmm. um, uh, Liberty Tree, Ergo right. Liberty Tree Tavern. There are 13 lanterns hanging off of Liberty Tree Tavern, representing, of course, the 13 colonies, um, which is extremely cool. Now, that's like little, right next to Liberty Tree. However, there is an exact replica of the Liberty Bell. And yes. from, from what I remember, someone could correct me if I'm wrong, but it was cast actually, like literally cast from the same thing. It's like the only I've thing it was that. able I've to all that. be mm-hmm. also be cast from the Liberty Bell. So complete with a crack and everything. I have seen the real Liberty Bell. The Liberty Bell in Liberty Square looks identical. So that is really cool as well. Now, a lot of people are confused about the brown ribbon running through Liberty Square. This is now kind on, of- on, on the ground there? On the floor, on you mean? On the ground, yes. yes. If you go walk all through Liberty Square, and it's the only place in the yeah. park you see it. What the, the crap is that? <laughs> um, it's actually crap. What? <laughs> what? Because- They need to clean their bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> in colonial times, as you might know, um, they would use chamber pots. You know, there were or outhouses, hole in the ground. There weren't mm-hmm. toilets. You couldn't get a little squatty potty going on there and flush your indoor commode. So there would be, of course, in the streets, people would just empty their chamber pots by, are you ready for this? Throwing them out the window, which is yes. why it was traditional for men to walk on the inside when they were escorting their lady friends down the street. Because as opposed to the outside, you know, like these days, right. a man would... Okay, and don't at me about like, well, there shouldn't be any. Okay, I'm, I'm talking historically. This is, you know, right. it was considered polite, you know, in the early 1900s for the gentleman to walk on the outside to prevent the women's dresses from getting splashed with mud, you know, from the horses. Well, yeah, during this period, they would walk on the inside to protect them from the chamber pots flying out the window. Um, disgusting, but true. Also, if you notice the... Um, the buildings all have numbers, two numbers. Mm-hmm. Those two numbers represent the year in which that style of house would have been built. So 17, okay. whatever. Okay. So that's where the last two numbers are. And that's how you'll kind of see them progress. As you get into the square itself by Liberty Square, there are multiple, like there's a, you can see a sign for a musician shop for, you know, various they're supposed to, you know, and they right, actually right, right. have, um, so one is Ichabod Crane, like from the, uh, Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Of course, he's the music teacher. Um, Interesting. I never yeah. noticed that. If you if you look, you can see um, his name is right there, and it's very you know interesting. Um, it's all opened up inside for the Christmas shop, but there are different doors for the different businesses. You'll also notice a lot of the shutters are crooked, and there's a reason for that. It's not just forced perspective. A lot of people think it is. It's because traditionally. Whenever um, the Revolutionary War happened, they needed metal. They needed stuff to make ammunition and to make bullets. So people were taking their hinges off of the shutters, melting them down for ammunition, and they would use leather straps to keep their shutters on the doors. Well, those straps would stretch over time, which would cause the the shutters to be crooked. You can also see in the window, there's like random dolls and then there's like a lantern right. and there's like a shotgun and you're like, okay, what's going on with like these people are messy. I don't know. Well, the shotgun would indicate whether or not the man of the house was at home. And okay. if there was an attack of some sort, you know, in the colonial times, it was a little iffy, you know, right, right. the neighbors would know, oh, he's home or the women and children may need to be protected. So like to kind of help their neighbors. I like that. The lantern 
represents one of my land, two of my sea, Paul Revere. Now that I've heard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I think there's a story behind the doll. I can't remember what it is, which is terrible, but um, that's the one thing I can't remember what, what that story is. And you call yourself a Disney fan. What the heck? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that's why, you know, it, it melds so beautifully uh-huh. because it's like, it's progressively going through the colonial era. And then that's how it kind of seamlessly fades into, um, uh, Frontierland. Disney detail fascinates me. Oh my god! Because gosh. they do things with the knowledge that ninety-nine mm-hmm. out of one hundred guests will never see it, mm-hmm. and it can be so easy to not do anything. And, and two examples, like think of one is an animation. Uh, mm-hmm. I've actually seen memes where there's um there's a picture of I think Anna and like in, in the still frame where she's talking to Olaf, and it zooms in on her face, and you can see Olaf's reflection in her pupil. It is such a tiny thing. I would never know. My kid will never mm-hmm. see that. And another thing goes on the Great Movie Ride, back when the Great mm-hmm. Movie Ride was great. Yes. Um, when you were riding along, if you sat on the left side, if you, actually, if you went into mm-hmm. the car first and sat against okay. the, the, the far side away from the door, and as you're going through, you go to the alien scene. Yeah. Now, in the alien scene, of course, the alien comes down and you, there's the really terrible animatronic of Scorny Weaver looking around, <laughs> holding a gun. So and if you look over the side, there's a whole lot of computer monitors on the floor. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. like all kind yeah. of digital code or whatever. But if you look real closely, there are jokes amongst all of those lines like somebody had typed in the line of code where like these random lines would pop up and so-and-so has gone to the bathroom hey can you pick up the phone are you playing around again or just hey your wife called we need milk i mean just random goofy funny just somebody sitting there in the theater going uh what should i say oh uh superman could beat batman in a fight i mean just it's it's so funny and it's stuff that nobody would ever see because you zip right by it. You're, right. Looking at, you're looking at Bat Sigourney. You're looking at the alien above your head. Yep. You've you never the other one in the wall. Oh, there are things written down on this computer, and they're cha- it's 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 amazing. It's fascinating. It's it really fascinating. really is. Oh, the one other thing I totally forgot. Yeah. Mentioned no indoor bathrooms, but there's a restaurant, and of course, according to law these days, you have to have mm-hmm. a bathroom in a restaurant. Right. You never notice how far away it is. It's That's pretty, because you're, you're technically in fantasy land. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Geographically, <laughs> you've crossed the line and you're in fantasy land. And so, ergo, there that is are really no bathrooms funny. in Liberty Square. That is really, really funny. I love that. That's awesome. So, yeah. uh, my next one here, um, and this is a story that also fascinates me. It's a little bit of a longer story, but I can zip through it pretty fast. It's, it's Captain EO. Now, uh, yes. growing up, I was a Michael Jackson fan. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, there are things that have come out in recent many years that make you go, mm, I just, you know, but I still listen to some of the music, the early music and everything. I'm a Say 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 with Paul McCartney is one of my top 10 oh, songs of all time. So good. Love the video, love the song, whatever. So Captain EO, of course, made a return in 2009 because mm-hmm. he had died. And so they brought it back to Disneyland, eventually Disney World. Um, but back in 84, Eisner had just taken over Disney. And this is back when Disney mm-hmm. was just falling apart. I mean, the company was literally... Yeah. could have been purchased in a, a hostile takeover and sold for parts. Like it, it was looking to be that way. So Eisner yeah. comes in and he, um, he had talked to George Lucas about, uh, uh, you know, about doing some things and everything, which eventually become mm-hmm. star tours. And Lucas was very open to the idea. And Lucas mentioned, why don't you talk to Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson was huge. Thriller had just come out. Bad was on the verge of coming out a couple of years later. Mm. Um, and 84 Jackson had thought about doing some movie projects. Of course, when you're big like that, um, you know, you, Lady Gaga, Mariah Mar- Mar- Carey, they're all oh approached by, movies like hey be in a movie be in a movie and he looked at several things 
and he thought, you know, well, maybe we could do a, uh, maybe we could do like a kids movie or something like that. David Giffen, the, mm-hmm. the Giffen record producer, said, you know, look about doing a kids movie. Talk to Disney. They're the people to talk to. So Giff- Giffen called Jeffrey Katzenberg, who had just started working with Disney as well back in the late eighties, mm-hmm. and they talked about the idea of doing a three D movie for Disneyland. To, to duplicate the thriller success, to bring Michael Jackson yeah. in, you know, let's get in there. He said, we want to create something with Michael Jackson, which appealed to teenagers, but to kids sure. and, and even their parents. So Jackson loved the idea, but he's like, you know what, let's, I want to protect myself. So let's bring in George Lucas or Steven Spielberg to be a part of this because I don't, I don't know a lot about Disney. So they brought, they drew up some storylines. The first had Michael Jackson as a Peter Pan-like character in a magical forest with mythological beasts. He would be threatened by an ice queen and Jackson could melt her cold heart with the power of music. The second idea had Jackson hiding inside Disneyland after the park closed, and his adventures would include a dance number with the audio uh, audio animatronic figures from the Pirates of the Caribbean. Stop. This is people around the boardroom probably just sitting there going, I have an idea. Hear me out here. What if... now the third I concept. Even picture that. The third concept was called Intergalactic Music Man, which eventually became Captain EO. It was a one-page okay. proposal about this this concept that Michael's music would transform the ugliness mm-hmm. of the of the universe into beauty. Now the name mm-hmm. EO comes from Eos, the Greek god of, of the dawn. According to legend, her fingers open up the gates of heaven to the chariot okay. of the sun. So imagine here Rick Rothschild. Uh, become became the show director, so he had actually worked on Honey I Shrunk the Kids, the attraction, the stuff to be a bug, making full hard magic. So he's mm-hmm. done a lot of 3D stuff there. So he's like a 3D genius. And so uh, Michael Jackson wanted a director he could trust. He he called Steven Spielberg, but Spielberg was working on A Color Purple, couldn't do it. John okay. Landis, which was a big director in the 80s, couldn't do it either. He had worked on Thriller, but he had spent so much money on on Thriller and other projects. They were like, yeah, "Yeah, we don't want him to go over budget. Because again, remember, Mm -hmm. this is before Little Mermaid. This is before the the Renaissance even started. This is when Black Cauldron was was in theaters, okay? So this is when Disney's like, yeah, we don't have $75 million to Mm -mm. put towards anything, which Mm -hmm. now they put a trash can in. It's basically a $7 million project. It takes three months. Uh, Whereas Universal's like, "Uh, we're going to build a theme park. Oh, it's already built. Our press release is already out. And so... (laughs) George Lucas was working with Disney on, on, on uh, Star Tours, and so Michael Jackson called him. But his problem was he was kind of having issues with Disney because he wanted more control. He wanted mm. to be more in charge. And, Disney, and that's just who he is. And, and, and yeah, Disney's sure. like, yeah, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to give you full control. Um, because they were actually talking about another proposal was doing like a, what if a spacecraft spacecraft crashed into the carousel of progress theater which at that point was empty and the passengers on the ship had to was watching a musical show for disneyland guests as they awaited rescue ridiculously crazy idea so eventually they brought in francis ford coppola which is the director of the godfather Mm -hmm. and a few other people a guy named rusty and of course actress angelica houston who had won an oscar for uh for one of her movies or whatever uh francis ford coppola was a lot more amenable to doing stuff like this because he just he just had a movie called the cotton club and i don't know if you remember this movie or not but it was supposed to be like this gangster movie of the 80s it was very noir and it was terrible yeah it was like a, it, back in the day spending 100 million bucks on a movie was was unheard of it was a really expensive movie like 100 million dollars for the movie richard gear char was in was starred and it was a it was a disaster it was a big bomb and so he was like yeah i'll do it i'll, I'll do whatever you want and so so they worked on it and everything but 
it just it 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 was a catastrophe to begin with. It just really did not work. And they were trying to get everything coming in. They were trying to put these comedy elements in there. It didn't work. Uh, mm-hmm. Luke, George Lucas kept kind of stopping by, kept throwing his input in there. Um, Angelica Houston was this this spider like alien inspired version of this evil yeah. queen. It's uh, suspended in air by web like cables. Um, later on, Rick, uh, and I'm sorry, Rusty Lemerade, who was the, one of the Imagineers that worked on it, he said it was troubled from the very beginning. And the Imagineers apparently, and I don't know this about this the culture now but apparently back then they had this this resentment that outsiders were brought in to mm. do their projects okay they did not i could like see that. that i could see so that. they were a little little miffed by this but they were charging so much money to do it jeffrey katzenberg was like we're bringing in a bunch of outside people so a bunch of outside people came in um they brought in a a, a guy who worked on the musical cats to build the whole the build the theater together uh, mm-hmm. They brought in Rick Baker, who did the makeup for Thriller and did the makeup for a bunch of other stuff. Um, uh, they brought in Tom Berman, who did makeup for the infamous mm-hmm. Star Wars holiday special to do Angelica <laughs> makeup. They brought in Lance Anderson, who had done creature designs for Ghostbusters. Um, they brought in James Horner, who was a who was oh, a musical yeah. guy James who did Horner. something Wicked mm-hmm. This Way Comes, and eventually we do a, a, a what's that project called? Titanic, oh, you know, that little one, the ship one. Yeah, um, anyway, so he did something like that. I, yeah, he didn't really have much of a career after that. It's really, really terrible. Jackson wrote a couple of songs for it. Uh, one's called um, Another Part of Me, which you may or may not remember. If you heard it, you might remember. It you actually remember ended it. up being on his album. Um, another song called We Are Here to Change the World wasn't even released until 2004 when they did the Ultimate Collection. So, right. So they started production on the Captain EO in 1985 three weeks of principal photography they used the same settings and mm-hmm. the same effects and everything from black hole um the budget the the budget was shot completely it was a 10 million dollar budget it ended up costing 24 million dollars the talent was wow. expensive the production was expensive everything was expensive oh my gosh. and so michael jackson uh, as well was a problem because he would come in every day with a different version of the song <laughs> like he would want to change things every single day and they're like what the crap um captain eo it said in the book that i'm reading captain eo was one of the first examples of a part project where everybody had to prove everything approve everything whether they knew anything about it or not Oh I know in the business world, you've never seen that happen with vendors. I understand no. it or whatever. So real quickly, if you don't know the story of Captain EO, just, I'm not going to read through the whole entire story, but basically it's this ragtag crew on the ship, mm-hmm. which has a dwarfish, clumsy green elephant named Hooter who plays musical notes through his flute-like trunk. Um, there was this long, uh, the small, long-tailed, orange-haired flying creature called Fuzzball. There was these creatures named named Idy and Odie who were like conjoined. Mm-hmm. They were the navigator and pilot. This yep. silver metal officious robot named Major Domo, who had a small robot named Minor Domo attached to his back. Commander Bog was a holograph head performed by the talented comedian Dick Sean, who never mm-hmm. actually appeared on the set. He just did the voice. Um, and so Captain Eo, of course, was Michael Jackson. They followed this homie beacon to this dark planet of sinister metal and t- they were going to give a gift to the Supreme Leader, Angelica Houston. They crash on the planet. Mm-hmm. They find a way to the palace. And the queen threatens to torture them for their visit. They, they were not invited. So this whole thing happens where yeah. they have to basically defeat the bad guys using music and dance and such yep. and such. Um, it just, it never came off well. It looked terrible. It just, <laughs> one of the Imagineers that worked on the project described the raw footage as a complete mess there were moments in the film where they were out of sync two audio moments and one instance of 3d were out of sync they were never fixed before the project even opens um the last effects shot of captain eo was the logo jutting out into the audience and it just didn't it was always lopsided but because it was michael jackson in the mid to late 80s it was it doesn't matter people were lined up for hours to see this thing so they had this big parade and and, uh, and at disney world 
in a Disneyland. They actually opened up at Disneyland April 9th. Sorry, uh, it closed in 97. Um, they opened it up at 86 or whatever. They had this big, big production for Michael Jackson. Um, Eisner was there and mm-hmm. all the, the, the people were there. Francis Ford Coppola, Angelica Easton. Yeah. Michael Jackson wasn't there. Yeah. However, Michael Eisner got to the crowd and said, Michael Jackson is here. So when the crowd went crazy, he said, but he's disguised. Either he's an old lady, an usher, or an animatronic character. And so there was a complete debate as to whether he actually was there. Now, you might think to yourself, well, that's kind of silly. Why would you do that? Michael Jackson was a very quirky guy. So the fact that he could see him actually doing that, he could have done an usher or an old lady just to be there but not be seen is not without, not, not within the realm of impossibility. 100% possible. So there's this debate for people who are looking back on on Disney history as to whether he actually was there or not. His mother was there, sisters was there. I think Janet, one of his other sisters, were there. Mm -hmm. Um, But who knows if he was there or not? It had huge long crowds uh, when it opened, but over time it just kind of became less and less popular. A few people went because you know the people. There's only so many people that can see Captain EO over and over and over. Right. People right. that would go to Disneyland. Would it see is it. a cult classic for it some is a people. Cult classic, and it's not good. I saw it when it returned because I wanted to see mm-hmm. it. I'm like, well, what's the hype on this? And I saw it. and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, this is awful. But it's an awful that you see like watching a really crappy movie that you love from the 70s. Yeah. Or something. It's yeah. awful, but it's so uh, so awful. It's funny. But, uh, but yeah, that's the story of Captain EO. That's how it kind of all came to be. And, um, a lot of names involved there with Michael Jackson and the story yeah. I didn't really wasn't that familiar with until recently. And, you know, um, and of course, Jen's got her books, the hidden magic of what Disney world. I've got a series of books called the vault of Walt by Jim Corcus. Jim Corcus is a, mm-hmm. he's a legend in historian. my mind because he's a Disney, Disney historian. Mm-hmm. And I, I love all of his books and everything. He's got yeah. 20 books about Disney stuff. Yeah. It's really, really cool. So, um, so there you go. So find us online, find us on Twitter, find us on, uh, uh, the MSE podcast. You can find us on Instagram. Same thing. Search up the Main Street Electrical Podcast on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Find us there. Um, yep. Jen, you can find online on Twitter at Aponistar Jen on all those Correct. usual type places. Find me at Magic on the Dollar and all those usual type places as well. Mm-hmm. Or go to the MSE Podcast.com. Click on the yep. contact tab and all of our stuff is there. It is now, right there. As we wind the show down real quick, I do want to say, we'll get to our magic moment in just a second. Yep, 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 yep. something for us. But I do want to say, you know, this is a crazy world and we're not, we're not a political show. And I'm hoping that people nope. come to our show for escapism. They come here to not hear about the news for 45 minutes, which is what we really want. Um, but we just encourage everybody. And we like to use the word magical because to me, magical mm-hmm. covers a lot of things. It covers kindness. Yeah. It covers love. It covers being mm-hmm. good to each other. It covers fun and silliness and whatever. That, that, that's a term that just covers all of that. Mm-hmm. You know? And so when we say be magical to each other, we mean that. Be kind to each other. Be good to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we, are, we believe in our creator. When we believe that, that he created all of us to be equal and to be loved and to be respected. And um, we just encourage you guys to just do that this week. It's a, it's a crazy world. And, and I hear the, the term, the change begins with you. And it's such a silly term because we're a, we're a world of 7 billion people. And in this country, there are 330 million people. How can one person be a change? You can be. You can be. I saw a, a gentleman on the side of the road a couple of days ago, and we've all been in the situation where we see a guy looking for money. If we've got money, mm-hmm. we give it to him. Sometimes we don't. Right. I gave the guy $5. That's five bucks. I could have bought a drink with that. The didn't. I gave him $5. And that's really nothing in the grand scheme of things. But to him, at least for that particular morning, that I made a change in his life. Mm-hmm. You know, I did that for him. I did that. And that's not saying, look at me. I'm so big. It's only $5. If I was really, if I really had the money, I'd give him a hundred. I don't know. But you know, for him, he was able to go buy something to eat or go buy something to drink mm-hmm. or go buy a, a coffee or whatever. You know, um, the change starts with little things. Be mm-hmm. the change. And if everybody does those little things and everybody loves each other, respects each other and realizes mm-hmm. everybody, everybody is equal. 
this whole world would be magical. And so yeah. I just want to say that out real quick that we do recognize things are going on. This is this show is an escape for hopefully all the listeners mm-hmm. that um, we don't get wired down on the show, but we can't go by what, without the fact that things are crazy around us right yep. now, you know. And so, um, so yeah, just uh, just be a little magical in your day. And I think yeah. if everybody did that, we would we'd be a little bit better off. Mm-hmm. Jen, let's finish this yeah. thing up with a magical moment. With a got? magical moment, okay. And there are so I have a whole list of magical moments here, right. and I'm gonna try to to pick a good one here. So this actually comes from one of our Upon a Star agents. And this actually happened to her. So about four years ago, she was working with a high school group. They were in, you know, Disney and um, her husband and her, her daughter, Grace, um, were going to come down and meet her for a few days. They're going to stay with her mm-hmm. and then they were going to have a little family vacation. Um, they were at Coronado Springs and she was waiting, you know, in front of the, you know, for the Magical Express and they finally pulled up and, um, you know, they were all excited to see each other. And then her little daughter wanted to go to the gift shop right away. Of I course. Mean, right. I can totally appreciate that, right. of course. Um, and then suddenly in the gift shop, she like breaks down into tears. And Alexa's like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? And she had left her beloved old bunny, they called oh, her no. Nunny, on the Magical Express. Oh, they left no. Nunny. And I mean, uh, if you have, yeah, like, yes, that's I understand this. For a kid. I understand okay? this. Yes. Devastating. So, and because she'd had that bunny since she was a baby and she carried it absolutely everywhere and they figured, okay, this is a lost cause, Mm -hmm. you know, like they tried to calm her down. So one of the managers saw her crying, walked over and asked what was wrong. And she, you know, kind of told her about losing Nunny on the bus. And she said, no child, the uh, manager said, no child's first minutes here in Disney world should be spent in tears. We're going to have to fix that. She disappeared for a little bit. She came back inside was a bag. Um, inside of, of a bag was a Minnie Mouse plush, a coloring book, and some snacks. Then she asked her to follow them to the check-in desk. Mm-hmm. And one of the cast members um, called Magical Express to track down where the bus went. And after a few more calls, the manager found the bus en route to Animal Kingdom. Fine. Nunny was found by the bus driver. He dropped it off with the valet. <laughs> and then another cast member took them to the parking lot, personally drive them to Animal Kingdom Lodge. To pick wow. up her bunny. That is so, amazing. So after like basically 15 minutes later, mm. after the, they got into the car, they had Nunny plus some other magical moments. And I think that right there is very, very magical. That's fantastic. Because Disney did it above and beyond by giving them stuff. Absolutely. They and didn't have to do that to begin with, to, right. you know, or or they could have said, "Okay, we'll look forward if you find it. Give me a call later. I'll give me a call right. later. Okay, hey, guess what, family? Three days later, we found your bunny. We're going to drop it off, whatever." But the fact they Correct. went through all that for a bunny rabbit, for a bunny, um, rabbit. For a bunny mm-hmm. rabbit, which is you know what I lost my I thought I lost my iPod once at Disney World, and I was the same way. I was beside myself because I was like, yeah. <gasps> "So I, right. I get it. I get it. I get it." That's oh yeah, awesome. that I is think a magical moment. Magical moment. It. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. You have a magical week. Be good to each other. Be magical to each other. And while you're doing that, don't forget to thank a Phoenician. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, 
and Facebook at The MSE Podcast. Or visit our website at themsepodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe. And as always, we hope you have a magical day. Do 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 do